0: whoa this is kind of shocking like what what's going on here? <laughs> yeah
1: I can't I can't edit this <laughs> you can't
0: edit this you cannot I can
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: So right. well th- thank you so much for for you know joining us today. Um, I'm really excited to be able to uh, sit down and, and talk with you Jay. Uh, Sean from mm-hmm. Zero Fidelity. Um, is the one that pointed you guys out first, and it was the it was uh, the recent Klipsch RP six hundred review that you did, and yep. he's like, hey, th- these guys are really onto something. They're doing a great job. So, mm-hmm. um, super excited to you know to have you on the show. Thank you for taking the time to do <clears throat> it. It means it means a lot to me.
1: Yeah, thank thanks so much. Uh, yeah, Sean's a great guy. I only just talked to him through emails, but yeah,
0: awesome. Well, let's, let's get the show rolling here. So, so Jay, I guess the first question that I have for you is your channel was new to me. And for anybody that doesn't know who you guys are, what is next best studio? And one thing that I noticed that is, is unique to your channel is it's not just you. You're not like a, you know, a one man show. You have some friends that are helping you out. So is that like the concept? Are you going to you know, have other folks that are going to be reviewing a bunch of other stuff. Or are you trying to grow this bigger than just you guys? So what are you guys and what's the idea behind Next Best Thing Studio?
1: Well, it used to be a one man show. Um, I used to go by something called Sosic Soul Sick Reviews, uh, and that was started when I was in university, just, uh, reviewing headphones and stuff like that. And then MBT Studio really started um, when four guys, including myself, met up through a use market. We all used uh, a platform called Canuck Audio to sell and buy use gear to each other. And we became really good friends and uh, we decided to do this thing together. And so we had to rename it to something more, uh, you know, all of us instead of so sick, right? Uh, which is the name I go by on my channel. And... So it really just started a few months ago. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Um,
1: yeah, we don't we don't plan to add more reviewers at the time um, of this, you know, recording. But you know, who who knows? Maybe.
0: That's awesome, man. So you guys, you guys started <laughs> as friends, and then that's interesting that everybody kind of had at least the same desire to do this. That's pretty fascinating. That hey, let's let's all jump in front of cameras and start reviewing hi fi gear. That's really cool to hear that.
1: Yeah, and we all have very unique personalities. Um, The guys are great, don't get me wrong, but we all have really unique personalities and uh, we're all really passionate in different ways. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, For example, uh, we have Nick and Tujin who does the videos, um, our main video guys. And Tujin is a really like a home theater guy. He really likes home theaters, and he's going to bring that to the channel real soon. Awesome. And Avi is our PR guy who does the logis- uh, logistical side of things. He does the emails and um, uh, written reviews. Uh, he's really good, good at writing. And there's Nick, who loves headphones just, just like I do. And, <laughs> yeah, so, so we're all different, different aspects, and we can really bring different, um, you know, kind of point of view to the viewers. That's awesome, man.
0: Very cool. Was there, was there a singular event in your life where, you know, like this moment happens and then, you know, without a doubt, like, oh crap, I'm an audiophile. Like, was there a moment in your life where that happened? And if so, when was that?
1: Uh, I, I wouldn't really say there was a singular event or moment in my life, uh, because the audiophile means to me, right? Someone who loves music and I always loved music. Um, but if you're talking about talking about the differences between headphones and speakers, mm. um, I really, you know, uh, saw myself as an audiophile when my my girlfriend got me the Sennheiser HD598s for Christmas. Nice. Um, it was the craziest thing, and that's a lot of money considering that we were still in university. I yeah. think second year. Um, and we were all broke, a university <laughs> child, right? So, I thought I was going insane because the headphone was an open back headphone, and I could hear a soundstage that I never heard before.
0: Right, right. Oh, that's awesome, mm. man! Wow. Um, are you guys? I'm I'm kind of going off 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 road here, but are you guys still together? Are you still with her?
1: Yeah, five five years in. <laughs> awesome, man!
0: Awesome, you found a good one. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, um. So I'm I'm going to kind of set this up. So I watched mm-hmm. well, as I mentioned, I did watch your review of the of the Klipsch uh, RP600s and one thing that you did that a lot of reviewers don't do is you showed the inside of the speaker and I was like, hey, this this is unusual. This is not the norm. He really is peeling back as many possible layers as he can to, you know, show the viewers, show his fans like, hey, this is everything that I can possibly do to, you know, knock out this review. My question for you is this. As you progress as a reviewer, you have manufacturers that are now showing interest in what you're doing. And let's say that somebody sends you a really nice set of speakers, big boy speakers, right? And you crack open, you know, the, the the speakers and you're looking on the inside and you see something that maybe is of a concern that you're like, wow, this doesn't look all that great. Or you see a problem. You see something that you can identify as this is shocking. Would you continue with the review? Would you, would you do that? And what would that look like?
1: <laughs> uh, well, it depends. Uh, you're really asking really good questions here, but uh, I, I would say it depends. Um, if there's a chance it was just my unit, mm. right, then I give the manufacturer a chance to explain and fix the problem, so yeah. a benefit of doubt. Um, but but if they are basically saying it's not possible and make, make excuses and lie, then, you know, that's going to go public. Okay. Um, that's, that's As a reviewer, I need to be transparent with my viewers, and if they're just lying and try to hide things, that's a total different story. Uh, especially if it's a serious concern, like, you know, a fire hazard or health concern, right? Yeah. Um, then that's gotta go public. If if especially if they're not trying to fix a problem. As long as they're trying to fix a problem, I will just send the unit back and let them fix the problem. And yeah, so simple as that.
0: That's awesome, man. Good for you. Um if somebody broke into your house and jacked all mm-hmm. of your gear, every everything mm-hmm. is gone, what what item would you miss the most? What item would be the one that you're like, that son of a gun. Now I got to go and get this item back. What would be that that item?
1: Well, first of all, I would miss the person who stole my hi-fi gear like a long lost child and chased them to the ends of the earth. Um, but I guess that's not the point of the question. Uh, I would miss so many things, to be honest with you. But I would miss my LS35As, mm-hmm. uh, the vintage speakers that I have. Mm. Uh, Because they're first of all hard to replace in the Mm -hmm. right condition Mm -hmm. and you know, they're really valuable. Um, I wouldn't miss anything that can be bought in the the market right now because I would just put out a second mortgage and buy it again.
0: There you go. Okay, cool. That's fair. So, okay, with reviews, you know, we have, Mm -hmm. you know, subjective, we have objective. And my question for you is, do you plan on staying completely subjective in your reviews or do you think that there will be a point in time where you might offer um, like measurements? Do you want to kind of <laughs> fold that into the reviews at some point?
1: So for the time being, I plan to stay completely subjective uh, because objective measurements are hard to do and need the right type of a year. Uh, and I don't want to do a half ass job. Um, also, I don't think objective measurements can ever tell us how we subjectively hear well, mm-hmm. not yet at the very least, and I know that's controversial, but that's what I believe. Um, so until you know the gear is on, on par, or you know I can at least afford some gear to do so, I don't want to do a half-assed job. So for the time being, completely subjective. Cool. Um, and if I were to do objective measurements, it will be on a different platform. It won't be mixed into the reviews, because that's just too much.
0: Perfect. What about... What about sound clips? So uh, sound clips, speaking of like controversy and, you know, hey, we're going to do a sound mm-hmm. demo. Um, what are your thoughts on sound clips and reviews? Um, I know that you've done some sound demos. Are you happy with how it sounds on YouTube? And do you think that it it does help viewers, um, you know, understand and hear what it is that you were describing in the review?
1: <laughs> so I saw uh, Steven Guttenberg's uh, The Autophiliacs uh, explanation of why sound demos don't work actually. So, um, and my friend linked that to me right away cause I do what, sound demos. What the heck right? does that guy know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He, he actually explained it, uh, spot on and I agree with him. Uh, so my background is actually in neurosciences and biology. Mm. Uh, so I took pride in building a demo head that can replicate a system or a headphone as close to possible. So I made it from scratch. Wow. Um, and I'm being extremely, extremely biased here, obviously, because I made it myself. Um, but I, I have to say, I saw the limitations when recording a demo for a real high-end system. Uh, it was able to record audible parts of the music, but left out the physical experience, so to speak. Uh, so the video are there for really entertainment purposes. And because people ask for them, but I don't expect it to replicate a stereo system or even a headphone. Um, I mean we struggle to replicate live music through extremely high-end systems. How are you gonna expect to replicate your system now through you know another system? Yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it just doesn't just doesn't make sense and YouTube is the worst because of all the compression, yeah, it puts me into depression like yeah. seriously. Yeah. Um, that's why I put up, put up original recorded files on our patreon, but that's that's the best that I can do for now, but it's really for entertainment purposes. I don't expect people to, you know, really get the sense of the speaker, then, you know, what's the point of us being here, <laughs> right? Sure. So, so I think, um, it kind of gives you, you know, does the speaker have a little bit more bass, you know, that kind of thing, but it's not going to give you, you know, the depth, the sound stage, the imaging and all that all together.
0: I think that's totally fair. You've reviewed both headphones and speakers. Um, if you had to pick <clears throat> one to live with, you got to pick one and ignore the other. Which one are you going to pick and why? Oh, boy. <laughs> good l- good luck, Jay.
1: <laughs> I'm a uh, jerk. <laughs> you're really putting me on the spotlight here. <laughs> uh, if I had to pick one to live with, I would pick speakers if the living condition allows uh, because it gives you a wall of soundstage and imaging that a headphone really can't. Yeah. Uh, but headphones have their own benefits with intimacy and detail that I would seriously, you know, miss. But yeah. speakers will be my choice. Awesome,
0: man. I agree with you. Um, okay. So as you know, uh, the comment section on YouTube can be, can be (laughs) either like the most (laughs) encouraging thing in the, in the whole world. You're like, yes, somebody got it. Somebody appreciates all the hard work that I'm doing. And then it can be a real downer. So what, what comments piss you off the most after you've published a review, you put all this hard work and effort into it. What drives you crazy?
1: Well, man, I have a story for you. <laughs> um, I actually left the YouTube scene for a while because of this exact issue. Yeah. Um, and you know, it can be totally discouraging, and you know, especially if you are at a bad stage of your life, uh, it just it just destroys you because you wake up in the morning and you see the comment section and it's like negative comments, and you re- work really hard on this review, right? Yeah. Um, So I left for a while because of that, and it got pretty serious at one point, and I got emails and stuff um, from Mm. people. Mm. But uh, aside from that, really, um, when I came back, my mindset was in the right place, I think. And really, you know, I don't even look at negative comments anymore. I I read all my comments, but I just don't reply to negative comments. Um, I mean, life is too short. I'm not gonna dwell on YouTube comments that are you know, just being negative all the time, right? Yeah. So I won't. I would. I wouldn't say they piss me off anymore. Yeah.
0: That's good, man. Good for you. I. Mm-hmm. It's taken a long time to get to that point, and I've had. You you described it perfectly. I've had so many moments where I'm like, "What is the dang point?" You let something get under your skin, and it just starts making you so angry. And mm-hmm. I think you're right. You know, I mean, we live in such a you know like. Um, negative, you know, world. It's just like, oh, this yeah. sucks. This sucks. It's like, really, does it? Does it? Like, you're the one that pressed <laughs> and, play and watched it. Like, come on, man. That's just, right. And, just and, go away. You know, you know? like, let I, let others think, enjoy it.
1: Yeah, and I think it goes both ways because you know we're putting us, ourselves sure. out there, right, yeah. on YouTube. So yeah. you know we gotta we gotta expect some negativity. It's not yeah. gonna be all positive. You know, yeah. there's no all white. Right, there's yeah. black and white all the time. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome, man. Um, OK, so analog versus digital, what do you think, Jay? Uh,
1: in my opinion, I think that question is very similar to the question you know, books versus the internet. Mm. Um, internet gave us the ability to take a lot of information in a very short period of time. Mm. Um, but that doesn't mean libraries and bookstores will close down, because ironically enough, people will still buy books. And yeah. some serious readers uh, love the idea of having physical copies. Um, I think BBC actually covered uh, an article about this uh, because I used to be a, you know avid reader, so yeah. Um, but much like that, anal- analog is more like nostalgic and give us the opportunity to take out, out the music we love and hold it, feel it, appreciate it, and play it. Yeah. Uh, but digital brings us the convenience and the ability to like take a lot in, just like the internet. So I don't think one is superior than the other. I think they are just different. Um, however, I, ironically enough, I love turntables and I own 2000 records. So
0: (laughs) awesome. Good for you, man. We're, we're in good company here, folks. That's awesome, man. (laughs) I I've never heard it explained that way. And I think that's a beautiful way to put it. It's like, yeah, I mean, even Mm -hmm. when like Kindle came out and, you know, you have all these like digital books, you know, people still were like, I'll just go and get, I'll just go and get the book, you know? Uh, So that's that's a cool way to put it.
1: I think the way we buy books has changed just like how we buy music has changed um, and what I mean by that is you know I go through like Kindle and stuff and if I really like a book and I want a physical copy of it then I go buy the book right yeah um, just just like how we go through title and all these streaming uh, softwares and then we find the music we really like and we buy vinyl and CDs yeah so,
0: yeah. yeah that's awesome man all right so um... What are your long-term goals for NBT for the channel and what can we as viewers, subscribers expect from NBT over the next year?
1: So we are still young, <laughs> like really young, I think. Um, and we plan to do this for a long time. Yeah. Uh, you you can expect us to get better and better as we acquire more knowledge and exposure throughout the years. And we hope more viewers can join us and watch us on the way. Uh, and that's pretty much all I can say because I don't want to make any promises that I can't keep. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Um, bonus question, uh, Jay. Sure. Does Does uh, pineapple belong on pizza? Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Good man. <laughs> Awesome dude well hey that wasn't that wasn't so bad you, dude you you knocked it out of the park man i I enjoyed chatting with you
1: oh, thank you so much that was uh nerve-wracking yeah
0: <laughs> yeah well hey dude keep keep doing what you're doing um you know like yeah. I said uh, i I think that you're really onto something with NBT studios so for the folks that are watching this, please I'll leave the links down below. Uh, check out his channel and, um, yeah, Jay, thank you so much for your time. I I definitely do appreciate it, man.
1: No, I appreciate you doing this. Thank you so much. Absolutely, buddy. Take care, Ron. All
0: right, bye.